The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Show on the Wild Style Network. Here are your hosts, Q, Smitty, Matt, and Jay Cam. Hey, it's Wednesday night edition, Notebook Wagering live from the Salisbury Center, fueled by Monster Energy. I am Smitty. I'm in studio. We got our guy up in Pittsburgh, Nails, and we got a special guest. We got our good buddy from NCA Insider, Matt Grissom, joining us this week. What is happening, boys? How's life treating you? Just living the dream. Is that because you're on Notebook Wagering tonight? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we've got Jacksonville State throttling FIU right now. It's, it's a beautiful night. Awesome. Awesome. Let's go check in with our guy, Nails. A tough night last night. I'm not going to try to talk about it too much, but Matt, are you recovering from that tough loss with the Phillies? No, I'm actually kind of mad. That's a, that's a bad one, in my opinion. That's a 2-0 series lead, blow two games late, and then you can't close out that team at home. That's a rough one. That's going to stick around for a while. This, I thought, was their year, especially the way the playoffs actually shook out. But we got to move on. What I do want to really recover from, though, Smitty, is the ass-whipping I took last weekend in college football. So, I mean, I I took it hard last week. I was digging out of a hole, and, man, did it really kill me last week. So let's get into it, and let's find some winners. Well, I'm going to say I joined right with you. It was rough on Saturday. It, it was tough. Yeah. It was not good. Luckily, no. I recovered a little bit in the NFL on Sunday. So, hey, that's why we brought our ace in the hole here. We got Matt Grissom here. He's been on fire in college football. So we're going we're gonna to do it well. We're going to talk week nine college football and then week eight NFL. And we're going to try to break down some of the big games here this weekend. We're going to try to give you some leans and we're going to try to win some money ourselves. And we're going to try to help you win some money. So let's go after it. Scott, could you bring up the games this week? College football for us. There we go. Little matchup here. Let's dive right into it, guys. Yeah, you can cover me up. They see my ugly mug enough on here, Scott. Don't even worry about it. And, you know, that's good, Scott, because you're kind of covering, like, my belly a little bit. So I look a little bit trim there. I like it. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Scott, thank you so much. All right, here we go, boys. We got Oklahoma, Kansas go right into that game this is a noon game this on fox and i'll tell you what we got oklahoma number six in the country minus 10 over under 65 and a half hey guys this is like an 18 game win streak if i read that right man kansas can never can never get oklahoma here so let's break it down i'm going to go with our guy nails first nails any thoughts in this game this weekend yeah and um, i hope uh, Matty G probably goes against me on everything, and then I'm going to flip my bet because I don't want him to be the same as me. So I actually think this is the hammer play of the weekend. I think it's Oklahoma. Oh, lay, you. Lay the 10. I mean, last year I think it was 52-42. That over is it actually seems low. I might have to take a look at the weather. I haven't gotten that far in my research yet, but I'm on the Sooners all the way. I mean, this is – they're – I mean, a stumble here, and they're out of the, the college playoff talk. So, I think they keep the hammer down and just put it to them. Yeah, I'm with Matty here. Oklahoma seems like the right side. Bean's been well for 
Kansas, but he's not Jalen Daniels. It doesn't sound like Jalen Daniels is going to give it a go. It's going to be 45 degrees at kickoff down in uh, Lawrence. So a little chilly, about 10-mile-per-hour winds. So I think Oklahoma should roll this game, I uh, especially coming off the scare last weekend against UCF. Yeah. Yeah, I was right with you guys. You know, I put that down in my notes. The game last week, I saw some of that. Oklahoma did not look that great. It was a tight game here. Yeah, I have this 1997 is the last time I have Kansas beating them if, and if everything's there. Now, here's the question with Kansas. Is Daniels going to play? He's still questionable. I think this backup, this bean kid, is not bad. Coming off a pretty good game against, I think it was Oklahoma State, threw up some pretty big numbers here. It has been shootouts. Matt has said that. Last year it was 52-42, Oklahoma in Norman. 2021, 35-23, Oklahoma got the win there. And then 2020, it was 62-9. to I think I agree with you. I like teams that are coming off a so-so performance, and I think you guys hit it great there saying that this Oklahoma needs this game. This is a game they got to lay it on them. I think they lay it on them. I would take the Sooners. So there's that. Hey, thanks, Ryan Hyatt, on the in the live chat. He's saying let's grow that grow that bankroll. So we're going to try that, Ryan. Thanks for jo- joining us. And Ken, as always, great to see you here. He said, too, he said a little bit uh, at James Franklin, a little rip on James Franklin. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But he also said it was a tough weekend. I think it was a tough weekend for a lot of people, maybe except our guy, Matt Grissom here. He had a good weekend. Let's move on here. We got 3.30. We got Oregon traveling out to Utah. This is six and a half. Over-under is 47 and a half. Here, guys, this is a Fox game. I'm going to go with Matt G on this one to start us off here. What's your overall thoughts? Can Bo Nix go in there and put on a show? And this is a big game for Oregon, I think, too. What do you have for this one? Yeah, I like Oregon. I bet it early. I think I got Oregon minus five. I just think they're probably the cream of the crop for the Pac-12 outside of maybe Washington, who – I would say Oregon probably played well enough to win that game, but I think Oregon's just a totally solidified team. Utah's offense is pretty much non-existent, but you saw their defense step up against USC. And I don't think, I don't think Utah's offense is going to be able to put up points against Oregon. So give me the Ducks, give me Bo Nix. I think he'll be able to do some stuff that Caleb Williams wasn't even able to do against the Utah defense. Nails, what do you got on this one? Two for two. I think it's the Ducks and the um, the, the super factor here. Do you see the sweet uniforms the Ducks are going to wear this weekend, too? Going with the when throwback. do the Ducks not wear sweet uniforms? Well, I feel like are, every these week. Are, these are the really sweet ones, the, the old school the yellow. Throwback. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think uh, without uh, Cam Rising anymore, I mean, at least they know that he's not going to play which is a good thing they can prep, get a game plan in for the uh, backup quarterback there. But, yeah, I think Oregon has just got too much firepower. And I think Utah kind of falls into that trap of what we said for, like, Notre Dame and everybody a few weeks ago where they just keep playing back-to-back-to-back really hard games and they have to wear down a little bit. I think it's the Ducks. I think if you can especially get it before it gets to seven, I think it's at six and a half right now, I would lay the six and a half with Oregon. Yeah, you said it well, Matt. 
about no Cam Rising. This is the first week that we don't have to say, hey, is he going to play or is he not going to play? And we got to figure it out and it's going to be tough on our handicap in here. No, he's out. Now, like Barnes is okay. 14 out of 23 last week, 235, uh, three touchdowns, one pick. Jackson, the running back, had a really big game last week. This wide, <clears throat> this wide receiver, this Vaki, or I think it's Vaki or something, wide receiver has been running the Wildcat, running the ball, catching the ball. That's what they really got to get him involved here in this. It's a tough place to play. They're good in the trenches. The thing with Oregon, Oregon can pound the ball. It's Irving. James is good. Bo Nix, again, I've done the praises of Bo Nix for years. I love Bo Nix. I think he's a good quarterback. I agree with you guys. I like Oregon because this is, an, I think this is another, they had their sights on the Pac-12 championship. They had their sights still to get into the Final Four here and play in the college playoffs and try to win a national championship. They need this one, cannot lose this. I'm on with you guys. I like Oregon in this game. Let's move on. That's two for two. Yeah, that's scaring me. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, this is setting up like the uh, pregame shows in the NFL where all five of the people are on board somebody. So we're going to have to mix uh-huh. it up here. So Kansas and Utah. Like the, <laughs> switch it up favorable spot here switch it up uh, everybody go off oh go off oh all right let's go into the next one our guy q is working but he is going to be there you got georgia florida 330 cbs you got in jacksonville the world's largest cocktail party they don't call it anymore but it still is this game last year you know georgia's 42 20 Five out of the last, they're five and one, last six in this. Now, here's the thing. Brock Bowers, out. That could be, that's their major weapon. Are they going to have enough? High spread here. 14 and a half, over-unders 47 and a half. I'll go with our guy, Nails. What's your overall opinion on this one? Man, I, I don't have one yet. Um, but This is a tough one. Because we haven't seen Georgia put the hammer down on anybody. I mean, the last game they beat Vandy by 17. Hawaii beats Vandy by 17. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to make of this Georgia team. No stars, but their offense is ranked, I believe, third overall. And then their defense is sixth overall. And you just look at the stats and you're like, man, how's that possible? I, I, think, I think I'm actually going to grab Florida plus the points if I have to play this game. I, I don't have a pick on it yet, and I probably won't, but if you're putting a gun to my head, I'm probably going to take the Gators getting 14. Yeah, I don't have a play either. I This is one I look back at the 19, 2019 matchup. Georgia won 24-17. The line was six and a half, seven, depending on where you got it. I made the case to people. I said, I think this is such a coin flip. You could take the dog plus seven and a half and the favorite minus six and a half and probably cash both bets. <laughs> That's exactly what it landed seven. I think you could probably do the same thing with 14. If you like Florida, get the 14 in the hook. If you like Georgia, lay the 13 and a half. I don't want any part of it at 14 on the dot. But if I were to make a play, I would take Florida plus 14 and a half. Cause like Maddie said, who is Georgia beaten that you're like, Oh wow. They, they look like, a really good Georgia team. I mean, Kentucky, okay, but Devin Leary is a problem. So I I just am not buying into this Georgia team a lot like Ohio State. I just think the quarterback has not proven 
that they're next level, and I think that's what it's going to take to hang with the big boys at the college football playoff. Not saying Georgia won't run the table and get there, but I think in this game alone, Florida's defense should be able to harass uh, back enough to where he could maybe make some mistakes and Florida could keep it close. Yeah, you know, what I wrote down on this was, can Georgia bully the offensive line? Now, you saw that when Florida went into Kentucky. That kid, the running back, just ran all over the place, and Kentucky really smashed up Florida there on the line. Now, I got to see, how tough is this Florida team going to be? Are they going to be okay to do that? Now, overall, Mertz, I wasn't very high on him coming in. It's done okay. What they have to do, they got to establish the run, too. I like their both backs. Get Mertz out a little bit, some quick throws, move the ball, get some momentum. Don't get down quick. This game, they can hang around in this. I think Florida's okay. They get down fast, then I'm a little nervous. You know, good comeback. Hey, to, guys, go ahead. Okay, so do you guys have the, the total here? Uh, 47 and a half? Yep. 47 and, and a half. It I, seems I look, high, doesn't it? I was going to say, I think, I think with no Bowers, and then just no real playmakers on either side that have stood out. That that seems a little high, especially in a rivalry game where it's usually 24-20, 24-17. I think the under might be the sneaky player. Not bad, too. I think I did play the under. And I said, Terrible. I said this last week with the Q. I said, you know, the thing with this is with Bowers. Now, they were on a bye, so they got some extra practice in, but it's their first game without him. So, like, who is going to step up? Who is that guy that's going to fill the role here with that? I think the under is not a bad play there, Matt. I think that's an okay thought on this. I, again. No, I got the under 49. Well, that's, well, that's nice. That's real nice. Good job on that. <laughs> Way to beat the number there. I like that. I think Florida hangs. I do. I think, you know, there's a lot of momentum. I think the good win against South Carolina being down 10 in the fourth quarter and coming back. The recruiting trails heating up for them. They're getting some guys. This is a big game for Napier, man. They he can hang or even win this game, man. That changes changes the momentum here on this. Right now, it's a it's a stay away from me. Just enjoy it. But I would lean Florida if I was playing this game. That's three for three, boys. Come on, let's change. We got three more left. Come on. <laughs> Someone, someone talk about, okay, I'm usually going last. So if it's down to that last game and I'll just, I'll throw something out way off of it. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got Duke Louisville Cardinals. You got 20th in the country. Duke traveling into Louisville. Uh, number 18. This is a three thirty game ESPN. Little chance of rain, about seven mile per hour wind here on this. Um, 2021. Louisville really put it on them, 62-22. They're 3-0 in the series on here. Here's my big question. Leonard did come back last week against Florida State. A lot of people didn't think he was going to do that. Maybe he shouldn't have. His numbers weren't very good. 7 out of 16, 69 yards, one pick. Now, day-to-day. So that's what I'm hearing. So this can be one. This like the Cam Rising thing we always talk about. Is he going to play or is he not going to play? I like the Cardinals here. I think this is a good spot for them. I really like them. I'll talk here in a little bit more. I'm going to start with Matty G on this one. Does the Dukies have any chance to head in there and knock off the Louisville Cardinals? I think they do, especially if Leonard plays. But you know, a hobbled Riley Leonard's not really 
your typical hobbled quarterback because he does so much with his legs. And Louisville probably in a much better spot had they not gotten Narduzzi a couple of weeks ago. They were sitting at that perfect record. They had upset Notre Dame. I don't know. They Louisville coming off a bye should be good. I would probably lean Cardinal if I had to pick one way or the other, but I'm not touching it until I hear for sure about Riley Leonard. Woo. All right, we can we can get a sigh of relief here. I am on the Dukies. Uh, I think I'm going to play the Duke team money line. Uh, Leonard's listed as day-to-day, but he's practiced every day. And I think the thing with this is, Matt G sums it up. So he is a probably a, I'm not going to say better runner than he is a passer. He's a more important runner than he is a passer. His legs are really dangerous. So if he is hobbled, it does hurt. But they have two running backs, I believe, over 600 yards apiece. Now, Louisville does have a good run defense. Not great, but good. So I think the Dukies can keep it close and potentially sneak one out just because they do like to actually run the ball a lot instead of throwing it all over the field with Leonard. So give me a shot with the Duke uh, squad on the money line this week. All right. This is a game I'm going to play. I like the Cardinals here in this. You know, I think one thing, just with the question mark of them, the backup quarterback is not a very good passer. Can't really move the ball. Maddie, I had in my notes too. Good run defense for Louisville, so you're right on it also here. Big thing, I like the home field. I like coming off the bye too. And they coming off a bye after losing to Pitt. That was one of those games that we said that could happen. It was shocking though because Pitt's been such a train wreck this year. But I like that. I like the extra motivation, Come losing to Pitt. Then you have a bye and now you're back home. Now, <clears throat> Plummer, eight INTs this year. Be careful with the ball. I like the kid. I like the head coach. I think the offensive system's fantastic here. Just don't turn the ball over here. If they can get ahead and if the kid, if um, Leonard again is not playing for Duke, I think the Dukies are in trouble. Thrash is a good wide receiver coming off a big game, nine catches, 120 20 yards. Callaway's another good wide receiver. I think they have the weapons. I think they're going to outscore them. I could see this anywhere 30 to like maybe 17, something like that. I like the Cardinals in this. All right, moving on here. We got our first one. That's good. Now I feel good. Now I feel a little bit more relaxed, guys. We got everything. All right. Now, now we can really settle in for the last two here, everybody. We got our difference of opinion here. Now let's rock and roll here. All right, Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee, last week, big big loser to Alabama. I think I called it on the show. I think I said that was going to happen. But Tennessee, 21 in the country going against Kentucky, minus 3.5, over-unders 51.5, 7 p.m. game, ESPN. Slight chance of rain in this again. I did not go full-blown meteorologist here and dive into all, like, timing and everything, but I did see maybe some rain in that one. All right, Nails. 2022, Tennessee was all over them, 44-6. to 2021, 45-42, Tennessee. The last 10, Tennessee is 8-2 and two in this. Matty Nails, does Kentucky have a chance in this one? They have a chance. Um, I don't like their chance. I like the balls this week. But you're saying um, there's a chance. There's a chance. Okay. It's, it's, this is, I mean, this is the big rivalry between these two states, even though I think it's a crappy rivalry anymore. It's pretty dominated by Tennessee. 
I think surprisingly, we jock, we knocked Joe Milton a lot. He's actually played pretty well. It wasn't his fault last week. They actually lost to Bama. He was 28 of 41, two touchdowns. He had 60 yards running the ball too. The problem was the other guys couldn't run the ball so they could get nothing else going and they couldn't stop uh, McClellan on D. So I think they do have it. I, I, I like Tennessee. I don't know if I would lay the points. I might just be a wimp and go Tennessee money line on this one. So, Matty G? I actually like that a lot. I don't like the three and a half because I don't yeah. trust Tennessee to cover on the road. But I do think they bounce back and get this win. I mean, Kentucky hasn't looked good lately. Granted, they've stepped up their competition, lost to Missouri, Georgia, but Tennessee is I think it's completely different ball club. Vols should win this game. Yeah, you know, Matt, you guys kind of said the same thing where I was heading here. I like the money line play. And I said, Joe Milton was not bad last week. Leading rusher, I think the big thing was they didn't have anybody else that could really run the ball. I said, that's that's a big thing there. Kentucky sometimes not the greatest against the pass. Can Tennessee get more guys in action? You know, uh, I think it's Squirrel White had a big game, 10 catches, 111 yards, one touchdown last week. They got to get some more guys in involved here. Both teams have to run the ball. Kentucky's going to try to do, let's do that same thing against Florida, man. Pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. Now, Larry, the quarterback, does has made a lot of mistakes this year throwing the pick. What quarterback is not going to make the mistakes? I think the big one there. Who is not going to throw the INT? I like Tennessee in this. I think this game's close. I think it's right around. I think that hook could get you. I kind of like the money line, maybe money line parlay with somebody else and try to win this. All right, guys. My mic's starting to go out. You're dropping out, buddy. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? All right, we're going to try to do what we can do here. My mic went out on me. All right, here, we got the late-night action here. We got Oregon State, Arizona, minus 3.5, ESPN, 12-mile-per-hour wins. Last matchup, Oregon State was 56-38, could be a shootout. Man, I'll tell you what, this Arizona team, what a great job this coach has done. This team is really good. They've lost their starting quarterback. And they're competing still. I'm going to let Matt G take this one first. And I, I'm going to just say, I don't know, this one's tight, but I love this Oregon State team. But Matt G, what do you got in this one? Yeah, I like Oregon State. I think when you're talking Pac-12, you've got different tiers of talent level. And I think Oregon State is up there far above what Arizona is. Now, granted, they've, they've done a really good job this season. Arizona's looked impressive. But I think Oregon State's going to be too much on defense. I think DJU is going to have success through the air. I think Oregon State rolls them, but I wimped out and took the money line early. I think I, I, it was like minus 141 or something like that, Oregon State. Man, what a bunch of wins we are taking these money I know. lines. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, I, I actually am in agreement with you. I like Oregon State as well. They pound the ball. I, I believe they average like – 189 on the ground. The, the crazy thing with this matchup, these two teams haven't played since 2019. So this isn't even really a rivalry. These two teams are unfamiliar with each other. I do like this 
Fafita kid who's playing quarterback for Arizona. He's only 5'11", like 190, and he throws the ball all over, and he's really accurate. I just don't think they can handle, like, the abuse that Oregon State's going to put on them. And DJ DJ's going to run the ball, too. And it, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over a ton, I think the Bees actually cover. I don't like that hook, especially on the road. I, I, I would probably, instead of taking the money line, I might just buy the hook and get it down to minus three. Yeah, you know, we we said on the last couple of weeks, this Oregon State team, if you really look at their schedule, it's really looking great for them. They could really make a run here and make it really interesting to try to get in the college football playoffs here. I like them too. Again, crazy things happen in that Pac-12 late at night. But I, I kind of, man, it's like a broken record in here if anybody remembers what record players are. But this is... Money line play, I like also. This would be a good one maybe to match it up with someone else and try to do a money line parlay, but I like the Beavers in this. I love DJ, and I love running back Martinez. I think he's fantastic. All right, boys, <clears throat> real quick. My voice going in and out, man. It was like 70 here today. One day it's 40. Next day it's 70. It's supposed to be 84 on Saturday, so I apologize there to everybody. What do we have any leans, any other games that you're playing? I have not really dove into a ton. I do like Louisville. I kind of do like Tennessee money line, but I'll try to give those out. But we'll start with our guest this week, Grissom here. Is there anything else you're playing the weekend or you're eyeing up for our audience? Man, I think we covered most of it. I did hop on the under 64 and a half in the Colorado UCLA game. I don't see a scenario where UCLA allows Colorado to score more than 40 points. And I don't know if I don't know if UCLA can act, can put up points either. So when I saw this first open at circuit 71 and a half, I thought it was way too high. Of course, by the time my book hung it, it had already dropped so low, but uh, I think it continues to drop. So I think a lot of money's coming in on the under. I just don't see these two teams putting up 40 points each. That was, I think, the only other one. I'm on Jacksonville State tonight, minus eight and a half that I tweeted out, and then Oregon, Florida, Georgia under, Oregon State money line, Oklahoma minus nine and a half. All right, Matty Ice, you got anything for the weekend line? I only, I only have one. Are we, as a group, as a whole, as a whole country, as football fans, are we sleeping on the Tulane Green Wave? Shout out to Sean King. That team is just rolling. I think they have – I'm not sure. Don't hold me to this stat. Please don't. I believe they have the second most wins in the past year and a half behind Georgia, potentially. It, uh, uh, it's pretty crazy. They're 6-1 and one again, and they play Rice, and they're only laying 10. I think I might jump on the green wave and see if they can keep this good mojo rolling this week. Other than that, I don't have anything else. There's some really, really bad games this week. I am looking at Wisconsin catching 14 and a half against Ohio State. Just because that huge game last week, they I mean, even though it wasn't a close game, big big up game for the, the Buckeyes. I think Ohio, or, uh, Wisconsin might be able to sneak in the back door and keep that one close and maybe get them by that hook. So that's all I have on my card so far. I like that one. I You could probably talk me into it. Yeah. My problem is every time I've bet against Ohio State, I've lost. It, like last weekend? Yeah. 
Maddie, I was I was looking at the same game because you know it's a good spot. It's a night game. Ohio State's coming off that big win, and Wisconsin's starting to get. I think they're to their backup quarterback, and they're they're trying to run the ball a little bit more, going back to kind of what they were doing. Yeah, the air raid, the air raid that, hey, we talked about that in the summer. We're like, we got to see this air raid. Like, it, it was crazy because growing up, it was always run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Then it's like, okay, Fickle's coming in. Now we're going to fire the ball around. And it's like, man, is this going to work at Wisconsin? And really, yeah, when your quarterback, when your quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, in the air raid offense has three touchdowns, something's not working. It's time to go back to grind. Yeah, it's time, the to, time to use those those big country boys up on the line and just maul people. You have potentially two like top ten running backs on that team, so use it and do it and do it well, and you're going to win some games. And they are; they're back on track, five and two. They, they, they might come out of the West. So, and I was looking at one Matty, more. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, sorry, I was going to say to hop back on because now he's intrigued me with this two lane bet. <laughs> Since week one, Tulane is six and zero to the under. This total is fifty three and a half. Six straight unders. I mean, you talk about a lower total in the NFL, and I know this is a completely different ball game. But typically, double digit favorites cover if the total is on the lower end. Fifty three and a half isn't super low, but I think that's probably a good play. Look at that. That's a sticky note, people. There you go. Great. That used car salesman, Matty Ice over here, selling it. We'll make a pick or talk myself into it one way or the other. Uh, you let me know. I, I I won't be afraid to put some fun money on that game. That's a, that's a good game, man. That I mean, Rice is actually decent. Who's there? The McCaffrey, one of the McCaffrey boys, a wide receiver, is a good player. Bryce is no slouch. But got JT Tulane. Daniels, he's 29 years old or 30, and he's still quarterbacking, <laughs> so we got him. They're in, so. five and two against the spread. Yep. Rice out. All right, Smitty, what were you saying? No, Sorry, the, the, no, the, no. hey, great sticky note, and that's what we try to do on this show. We try to give those out. Uh, the only other, I got to dive a little bit more. I'm kind of leaning maybe tomorrow night Virginia Tech against Syracuse. I kind of like this Virginia Tech team. I don't think Syracuse is that good. That's one that I'm kind of eyeballing. I have not played yet. And I know Q kind of gave out. He kind of texted us and said maybe Nebraska at home against, um, oh, no, I just, I lost. Oh, Purdue. Purdue. Low low line in that. I, I don't know. I think Nebraska is a better team than Purdue. <coughs> I think overall. Yeah, well, I, I actually looked at that game, Smitty, now that you bring that one up. And, I, too, would lean Nebraska until I saw how S-H-I-T-T-Y they looked last week against Northwestern. And Purdue's better than Northwestern, so I want no part of this Nebraska team. So I'm that that game for me is probably one of the biggest stayaways out this weekend. All right, I'm going to eye it. I'm going to eye it over the next day or so and try to come back. So, again, check all our social media as we put our plays out there. Check Notebook Wagering out. Check Maddie's. Check mine. And Grissom puts out his plays, too. So let's go NFL. Week 8. I'll tell you what. That was crazy. I was I was in a pick contest with my brother-in-law, and it did not go well last week. Kind of crazy. It's just overall crazy. I did okay. I came back pretty well on Sunday. Helped me out with that really bad card on Saturday. But let's get after it. We got a game tomorrow night. You got the Tampa Bay. They're traveling into Buffalo. 
eight and a half over unders 42 and a half. I'll tell you what, guys, I'm going to throw it out here. This Buffalo's team's tough to read. A lot of injuries. They struggled against the Giants two weeks ago. Real bad performance last week against New England. I just don't know where to read this team. I am going to say keep an eye maybe on this under, though. Bucks games have gone under 14 out of their last 20 on this. So let's start with, I'll go with Nails first. Any plays or just overall any thoughts on this game, Nails? This Buffalo team has some really bad underachievers right now. The loss of Matt Milano is huge on this defense. Von Miller still can't get on the field consistently. That leaves them with Greg Russo and Leonard Floyd to rush the passer. Now, Floyd has actually done a really good job. But after those two, it's like, man, where are they going to get pressure from? A.J. Epinesa has been like a spot guy. He's done well. But I can't trust this Buffalo defense. Josh Allen, I think they took – they didn't take the plays away from him. They basically tell him, look, you can't run as much as you have and just pull over people because we're going to need you full force. Diggs isn't a happy camper if he doesn't get the ball, which affects the offense. They still haven't run the ball consistently. I can't trust this team. I think this is the teaser play, Smitty, where you take the Bucks up getting even more. And especially because it's a Thursday night game, short week, where the unders are typically hitting, I think. I, I, I want no part of this, but if I'm to play anything, it's going to be Tampa and a teaser getting more points. All right, man. Managing. We were almost right in sync again, but I'm going to go the other way. I think Buffalo Bills, they typically have a crap performance and then they come back and look like Super Bowl champs. So I'm teasing the Buffalo Bills down to minus two and a half under 49. It's minus 108 at my book at home. I don't see Buffalo losing this game. And I actually, I initially I thought that they could cover the eight and a half. It's getting a little, uh, I don't know, getting a little weird in the NFL. It, I feel like every year, it, about halfway through, you start seeing teams that should not be losing games lose a game, and then a team that has no business winning with a third string quarterback, uh, like Chicago Bears, for instance, last week. Who would have thought this kid could come in and get a win? Uh, so I eight and a half is a big spread in the NFL. Just tease it down, take the under. Yeah, you know the, I, think, I, I think you're I think you're right on that. Like you could tease it down, probably just the same as tease it up. It, it it's your preference there. I actually I'm ticked at Buffalo because they cost me in Survivor last week, and I I never saw that coming. Of all the plays on the card, I'm like, okay, maybe it's a close game, but then they were just trailing. They were getting the not knocked out of them. They looked awful. Then they took that lead, and I'm like, okay, we got a shot. And then that defense just no-showed last drive, and Max Jones, of all people, goes down the field and knocks them out. I'm like, man, this is Yeah, nuts. but isn't isn't that just the parody of the NFL? Like, here we've heard for three weeks that Mac Jones is trash. Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady. And then what do you have? The script says, all right, Mac Jones is going to go out and have the game of his life against the Buffalo Bills. And now the Buffalo Bills are going to respond. That was good. I had, I New, Eng- I had New England in a teaser. Pick so up good. fumbles. Good job, Jacksonville State. <laughs> but a 400-pound defensive lineman just recovered a fumble, tried to run in with it. <laughs> Love it. 
All right, real quick, a little fast note on this. I saw maybe Baker Mayfield, a little injury and knee issue right now. They said day-to-day, is this Kyle Trask, man? Q could be all fired up this weekend. If Kyle Trask is playing for Tampa, Q's going to lose <laughs> his mind, everybody. He's going to lose his mind. So, again, just keep an eye on that under, too. Maybe tease it up and take that under because Tampa Bay's only averaging about 17 points a game. All right, game two. We're going to go with my favorite team, and, man, it's painful to watch these guys. But, hey, Ken, I just want to jump in the live chat here. Ken said he only had three in a pick em leg. Hey, man, I, I get it, Ken. I was right with you. And then he also said, Matty G, fantastic shirt. And that is, that's like, that's <laughs> yeah. a. Yeah, we didn't get to it earlier, and I'm an idiot because I'm wearing it during their bye week, but I entered the transfer portal <laughs> After Saturday's game, we lost 7-3 to three to Mississippi State. So, I'm an official Michigan Wolverine fan. Well, here on uh, welcome welcome, welcome yeah. to the club, Matty Isis. So am I. And everybody else, guess what? Boo-hoo, quit whining about them taping stuff. I'm, that's, and I'm done with it. Guess what? It's <laughs> tough when you're the greatest team walking the planet right now. Everybody wants to get you. So, okay, let's go back. Now let's talk about the greatest team in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody. So we got Jacksonville. That's <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> we, got, we got Jacksonville coming in playing Pittsburgh this week. Jacksonville minus two and a half over under 41 and a half. I'll tell you this, boys, looking at some stats, man. Jacksonville's very good getting outside of Jacksonville, and they play fantastic in Pittsburgh. I'm going to start with Grissom on this game. Matt Grissom, does my Steelers have any chance of pulling this one off, and can they have any chance of really having an offense the entire game, not just at the end of the game? Go for it. I hope so. You, you've got a Najee Harris touchdown for the first time of the season last weekend, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, if if uh, I keep wanting to call him Teddy Two Gloves, I guess it would be Kenny Two Gloves. If he could stop wearing the gloves, that would, I feel like, help matters. But as long as he's out there, I think he, uh, he and Pickens are going to give the Steelers a chance to win. Jacksonville – they look okay. I mean, they've beaten up on – granted, they beat the Bills, but they were on their month-long sabbatical out in the, uh, in the what, United Kingdom. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think Jacksonville is legit as far as a Super Bowl contender. I think Pittsburgh's defense is solid. They're going to keep them in it as long as the offense can put up two or three touchdowns. I like Pittsburgh to keep it close and maybe come out with the win. Nails, what do you Mitty. got? Mitty, yins or nation? Yins love again. Yeah, I, I'm not, buddy. I'm, I'm just trying to so, playing a bit, playing a bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out a movie line from Donnie Brasco. This Steeler team is an absolute fugazi. That means fake. They are fake. They are the luckiest team in football right now. They are minus twenty four in point differential. They've only scored one hundred and three points, yet they're Four and three. I, I don't understand it at all. They, they can't move the ball. It, it, it's gotten so hush-hush after the whole, there's big changes coming. No big changes have occurred. Matt Canada's still there. The offense is still absolute crap. The defense makes one big play a week, and that seems to be the difference. I hate to say it, but they can do the same thing against Jacksonville. This is actually, this actually used to be a really good rivalry. 
back probably 15, 20 years ago. This was a big time rivalry between these two. I, I think they could actually drum up some vibes there. I'm going to do something different, though. I actually am going to do a player prop. I don't think Jacksonville will be able to run the ball. Maybe it, it, I think it's supposed to be potentially crappy weather here Sunday, not positive. But I think if that's the case, I'm going to look for a Trevor Lawrence INT, but I'm also going to look Trevor Lawrence over passing yards in this game. I think that's the only way Jacksonville is going to be able to move the ball through the air. Yeah, I agree. You know, can their offense finally look good late? Like I said, they look good. But you got to do something early. It's so boring. It's so, it's a bore. It's so boring to sit for three hours and go. Can something happen here? And the defense, and they have got lucky. You know, beat, they beat Baltimore. Baltimore dropped how many passes? You know, last week against the Rams, the kicker missed uh, two field goals, missed an extra point. And then, like Matt said, their defense makes one big play and it changes the game. Now, how many more times can you keep saying that and go, come on, when are you going to make the big play? We got to get back in this. You got to start out quick. Hey, Tomlin, again, I'm not the biggest Tomlin fan. I've said it over the years on this show. I love it. He's a good dog, though. Eight, you know, ATS, tease it up. I'm taking the Steelers up in a teaser. I do it every time they're dogs, and it's been paying off. Hey, old man in the garage, he went one-on-one last week, lost the Indianapolis Colts, won the Pittsburgh Steelers, and guess where he's rolling back this week? He, it was a tough week. He said, I'm going right back with my team. Let's go, Pittsburgh Steelers. Old man in the garage, let's catch some fire here. Let's get another big win here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, moving on. Let's do the local team here. Let's do Matty Ice's favorite team here. You got the Commanders. You got the Eagles traveling into the Commanders here. I don't know, boys. I kind of feel bad for Hal. I think this could get ugly. You talk about a guy that's on pace to set the NFL record getting sacked. That offensive line's bad. Now, I know Philly's coming off a big win against Miami on Sunday night. And, you know, the Commanders took them already to OT. Seems like the commanders always kind of hang around this game a little bit. Some Maddie are mad. I'm gonna jo- I'm gonna go to you first because this your team. Any chance they can hang? Because there is some rumors. Trade deadlines Tuesday. They said if things aren't good, there could be some guys gone. And they said I've even heard some rumblings down here that they said they could get rid of Rivera. What do you think is gonna happen oh. here? <laughs> Rivera's going by end of the year, no matter what. Oh, so. absolutely. <laughs> Whether do you want to keep him around or just delay the inevitable, who knows? I do. You you nail it, though. Sam Howell, man, he actually has looked pretty good. But behind that line, it is brutal. He's going to get back 90-plus times this year. That is – that's like four years for Brady in his prime. That This this dude's not going to make it five years of his career if that's the rate. Their O-line is just awful. They, they've basically abandoned the run. Now they sprinkled in Chris Rodriguez, which I don't get because Brian Robinson has actually done a pretty good job. It's like they actually have too many weapons. They try to get Gibson involved, Samuel involved, Dotson involved. It's like, okay, we, we have so many mouths to feed. They won't dumb it down and just keep it simple. It, I think Philly's actually going to abuse them this weekend. I think it's going to get ugly, and it's probably going to get ugly quick. And the Eagles undercover made a good signing this week. They signed Kevin or traded for Kevin Byard from the the Titans. So I think a, a good team gets even better. And I, I won't be shocked if Howie Roseman goes out and makes more moves, especially because the Niners are stumbling. And the biggest uh, 
lock in the NFC might be Dallas in their own division. So I'm all on Philly. I think they're going to get rolling. Even though Jalen Hurts was in a boot, I'm not going to buy into it. Those guys in Philly heal so quick. Lane Johnson had a high ankle sprain. He missed one practice. Their, their training staff must be unbelievable or they got really good drugs. So who knows? Eagles all the way. Yeah, there's nothing more to say than the man said himself. I will probably tease down Philly and put him in somewhere. Yeah. Divisional dog scares me, especially being at home. I don't want any part of the six and a half. That's kind of just begging you to try to, to lay the six and a half. I don't want it. I'll tease it down. But I think Eagles win. Yeah, and some notes I saw, unders. Unders with uh, commanders, too. Keep an eye on that. Maybe even tease that up. I have it at 43.5. Get it up to, you know, 49.5 or higher. Could look at an underplay on this one. I mean, you saw their offense last week scoring seven points. So they have pretty good numbers right now with the under. All right, let's go. We got two more I want to break down. You got Rams traveling into Dallas. Dallas is, uh, it's minus six and a half over under is 45 and a half. You got Dallas four and two for the year, four and two ATS Rams are three and four, but they're four, two and one to the ATS, you know, just a collapse last week with the Rams, you know, the, the rookie played well, the wide receiver had big numbers. They Steelers shut down Cooper cup really well. And it just seems like Stafford sometimes just kind of doesn't click. Uh, or throws a big pick. Now, again, like I said, the kicker missed uh, two field goals and an extra point. Steelers, the defense kind of collapsed late. The Steelers did kind of move the ball in here. You got Dallas coming off a bye here, guys. Now, they do have the Eagles coming up. And I, I don't, you know, it's tough to say, is it a look ahead in the pros? But, you know, that's a big game coming up. Do they look ahead of this one? I'll start with Matty G on this one. What are you going to do with the Cowboys game this weekend? Well, I was just looking up Matt Stafford's record against the Dallas Cowboys because I know he had a lot of success at Detroit. It doesn't look like that has carried over since joining the Rams. But I think Dallas is a fugazi to to steal from the other Matty here. I Every year we talk about it, how, how good can they be? I don't think Dak Prescott's going to get you there. I think Matt Stafford, I think what L.A. is doing – uh, through the air with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. I think L.A. is going to be able to score at will. I don't think Matt Stafford's going to have trouble with Micah Parsons because he's really good at getting the ball out in a hurry. He had to, fighting for his life and his time in Detroit. So I i haven't bet it. I'll probably be in some capacity on the Rams, maybe tease it up. But these six-and-a-half-point lines are, are very fishy right now. But, yeah, I think the Rams playing close. Man, we are we are way too alike tonight. <laughs> I, too, like this Rams line. I think this might be the perfect play to get on the NFC East train, though, and tease this one down as well and pair Dallas with Philly, and they both get a win. They both got to lay that half point. I actually already made a bet on this game, though. I took the Rams first half plus three and a half. I'll take that extra hook. I like that. Especially Dallas coming off a bye. I think they're going to potentially try to take the ball out of Dak's hands and give Pollard more touches. Use that good offensive line against a bad Rams D line other than Aaron Donald, of course. But you you nailed it with the the wide receivers. I think Nakua and Cup 
against a depleted Dallas secondary can keep these guys close. I do think Dallas wins a close game, but yeah, I I I wouldn't fight you in any way, shape, or form if you tease the Rams up or even tease Dallas down. But I'm going Rams first half plus three and a half. Yeah, I saw a good line on covers.com. Under McVay, coming off a loss, they are very good ATS. So just kind of keep an eye on that. And, you know, I, I think we've said it a lot of times. If you play a teaser, sometimes it's you can take it way up or take it down. Dallas, I think, gets the win here. But, I mean, looking at 12 and a half, 13 points, I kind of like the Rams on that one. So I might be leaning that way. All right. Hey, last so game. Oh, go it out. It, sorry. Go just sticking with that. Who are you taking for better head coach, Sean McVay or Mike McCarthy? McVeigh, Stafford or Prescott, Stafford or Prescott, Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. Yeah. that wide receiving core, probably Rams. Yeah, you could probably make a toss up for that, but I slight edge Rams, sure. I I just think they've got way too many weapons. Dallas isn't going to be able to hang with them. All so right. so so. Would you potentially throw some fun money on the Rams to win outright? Yeah. And I'm a Cowboys fan, but I can subjectively look at them and, and point out their flaws. Dak Prescott's not good. Mike McCarthy can't manage his way out of the phone booth. I hope I hope and Ken's it, listening right now because, one, he's a Michigan fan. Two, he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, All right. I love him. But as long as Jared's in charge, we ain't doing nothing. Put that money line. Put that money line Rams. Let's go Rams there. All right, guys. Last game I have on the board here for us, Cincinnati against San Francisco. You know, you got San Francisco 5-2, and two, but they've lost their last two. A little concerning. Now news came out this afternoon. Purdy in the concussion doesn't look like he's playing. Sam Darnold's going to get his first start. Now is Debo going to be back? You know, McCaffrey was banged up. He did play, set the record last week. I think, what was it, like 16 straight games, I think, for touchdowns, I think, in there. Yep. So you you can see some things. And, like, in that game, San Francisco is going to have to get to the quarterback. Their secondary is okay, but they got to get – they got to sack the quarterback. They, You know, Cousins really went off. And a couple, you know, Addison made some plays and just really moved the ball. Now, San Francisco, great first drive of the game. They fumble down there. If they score, maybe things are different. But – it's a tough spot here. Cincinnati coming off a bye. Sam Darnold quarterbacking. I don't know, guys. This can be a tough one. Sell me on somebody here. Nails, we'll start with you. I'm going to sell you on Nick Bosa. Better wake up for this team. Two and a half sacks. Soft. Drake Jackson leads the team with three. You, know, you, just, you, you crushed it. They can't get after the quarterback right now. They have the best linebackers in football. They have a really good secondary. They actually have a really good D-line, but they can't get pressure on the ball right now. I think the Bengals, especially with a week off, better come up with a really good game plan for this game. I actually love the line is dropping. It's down to three or three and a half, depending on what book. This is where, this is the one where I'm going to take a money line on Cincy with the uh, Niners coming east, I believe. And if you have Sam Darnold at quarterback, getting chucked out there, maybe no Debo. I will say McCaffrey's going to score again. He's just so good right now. But I like Cincy. I probably will grab them with three and a half, and then maybe I'll do a little fun money line parlay with the uh, Rams and Bengals right now. Matty, so, the game the game uh, is in San Francisco. Oh, okay. 
I, I wrote it backwards then. So. Okay. And this, and this, uh, you know, their good stat line is at home. They just put points up. They've been scoring, scoring, scoring crazy. Now again, a lot of injuries. Now your quarterback's out. I don't know if that's going to happen. Do you see this team losing three in a row, Matty G? Even against a team at Bengals that a lot of people still think, hey, don't sleep on this team yet. They got the quarterback. They got the weapons. Yeah, I didn't anticipate Cincinnati dropping three already this season. But, hey, 20 not in rushing yards allowed for this defense for Cincinnati. McCaffrey, I know it's Darnold, but McCaffrey is going to be able to run wild. If Debo's healthy and he goes, you know, he's going to be active in the run game too. I like the over in this one. I think Cincinnati will be able to put up points in this game because Jamar Chase is always open. San Francisco is going to be able to run the ball at will. I think the over is the play. You could tease whichever side. I know you're not supposed to tease through zero, but the fact that you could basically get the home favorite plus a field goal is uh, is probably a decent side, but I like Cincinnati's side better. I, I like their chances of pulling the outright upset. So the fact that I could take them up to plus 10.5 teased with the over 37, I'm all over it. Yeah, I wrote down, I got to dive into this a little bit more. I did see on a site maybe 20-mile-per-hour wins for that game. So that's just something to keep an eye on for maybe over under purposes here. Just a couple other things. We're not going to dive in, but I just, I did see this little nugget here. Uh, Kansas city against Denver 14 straight for Kansas city against Denver. Keep an eye on Baltimore. They've said it on visa a bunch of times. The first quarter ATS, they just come out and they smash you. They get out quick. Baltimore Ravens here. Carolina is another team in the first quarter has been really good uh, getting out of the gate and then they kind of stumble the rest of the game, but just kind of keep an eye out on those things. You know, another one is the Raiders. Keep an eye on their team points. I I think, I don't even know if they've hit 20 yet this year. I mean, it has been bad in uh, Raider land there scoring some points. So just a couple little nuggets there. Any other games in the NFL boys that are jumping out at you? You just want to get out to our public here. I have one. Um, I love Atlanta minus three against Tennessee. Tennessee's going to try to do a two quarterback squad with Will Levis and Malik Willis. Sign me up for that action. And Atlanta better get B. John Robinson back in the lineup and figure out what in the hell is going on there. But um, Ritter has actually, I can't say he's played good. He's serviceable right now and he's getting wins. They albeit ugly, but I like the Falcons this week. I'm going to take that minus three. Give me that action right now. Matty G, any games jumping off at you? Yeah, I took the LA Chargers minus eight and a half. I just think what Badgett did for Chicago is that was kind of a one hit wonder. I don't think they repeat. I think the Chargers, they desperately need a win. And I think they come out and that offense gets to clicking and Justin Herbert puts up, I don't know, 35 to 42 points pretty easily. I don't think Chicago is going to be able to contend with them. And then I also like Bill Belichick and Mac Jones to come back and cover against another divisional opponent. They're getting nine and a half against Miami coming off that loss. I think uh, speaking of cheating earlier, if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win. Bill Belichick, he hasn't let Miami, as far as I know, beat them by more than double digits 
since Mike McDaniel has been uh, the head coach. So I'm going to roll with Bill Belichick. He's going to scout that team, figure out what Philly did, where they had success, and we'll roll with the Pats again. I just saw – Matt, let me jump in really quick on this just to hit off that. I saw – on the X here in a little bit ago, uh, Hill did not practice today, and I think one of their running backs did not practice. So just kind of keep an eye on that for the Miami Dolphins. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, most are, most are uh, that practice, but I think he'll be a go. He's he's the veteran, 31 years old, I think. I think uh, the nerd scientist down there just gives him a break probably every midweek. I am gonna. I'm not gonna say another game, but Matty G brought up the. I'm actually not even gonna call them the Los Angeles Chargers. They're the San Diego Chargers, and right now they're dead to me. That is a <laughs> dip, dip ship franchise. That coach has got to go. He is ruining talent there. I mean, they actually have a good O line too. They have youth on the line. I don't know what's going on. Staley's. If there's a bet out there, I'm betting Brandon Staley to be the first coach fired. I won't be shocked if they lose this weekend again. I'm going to keep an eye on Seattle just because I know Cleveland has very good defense, but uh, Walker's back in. Deshaun Watson's not playing again. It. I wish I would have got it, you know, a couple of days ago and jumped on it earlier. I think it's up to minus three and a half. I don't like the hook, but maybe I down the hook a little bit and just, or maybe match them up money line. I like Seattle at home. I think they're a pretty good team. I thought they should have went into Cincinnati and beat Cincinnati. I had Cincinnati that week, so I'm glad it didn't happen, but they were right there. Gina just has to get rid of the ball a little quicker at times and not throw picks. All right, guys. Well, that was fantastic. You know, thanks, Ken, again in the chat, giving out a lot of information. One thing I did not say, he did say the Steelers are the luckiest team in the NFL right now. I wasn't going to repeat that, but I did. But Matt Grissom, man, thank you so much. Do a little plug for yourself, buddy. Where can we find your great work? Follow me at Grissom on X on X. That's the full username. Uh, NCAA Insiders on X as well. And one more I just forgot. Houston Texans, they are 4-0 and against the spread in their last four. I'm going to take them on the money line against Carolina. Bryce Young is just not what C.J. Stroud is. Give me the better team. And uh, the short number, I'm not laying. I'll, I'll just take them on the money line. But, man, I had a lot of fun. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it and welcoming you into the Big Blue family. <laughs> <laughs> Matty, you got anything to say before we take off? I do not, my good man. That was a good show and well done right on time, and we are out. Okay, what do we always say, Matty Ice? Bang your bookies, everybody. Till next week. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Absolutely, guys. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.